0: That may be tuning in and want to just put you in remembrance that today is the day that we celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, uh, specifically known as Easter. And on this blessed Easter morning, I would like to go to the book of 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, and we're going to consider. One verse, that verse being verse 14, 1 Corinthians 15 and 14, where the Apostle apostle Paul decreed, And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty, and your faith is also empty. Again, 1 Corinthians 15 and 14, if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty, and your faith is also empty. My subject on this Resurrection Sunday is simply empty. If Christ did not rise, empty. If Christ did not rise, figuratively, empty means no value, worth, importance, or significance. Again, no value, worth, importance, or significance. Figuratively, when a person is empty, it says about him or her that he or she does not have the capacity or ability to fulfill his or her purpose. Breaking it down, if you are empty, you cannot fulfill the ministry that God has ordained for you to complete. If you are empty, you will not prosper in life. If you are empty, you will not live according to the written And reveal will of God. And when it comes to. Empty in one aspect. I want you to consider the power of. Words. In reference to empty. Again the power of words. In reference to empty. And keep in mind, Proverbs 18 and 21 decrees, Death and life are in the power of the tongue of words, and he who uses it or loves it shall eat the fruit thereof. We have to be careful, especially when someone is speaking words into our life that are empty let's just consider what the Bible has to say in reference to empty words I want to first go to the Old Testament to the book of Job the book of Job is right before the book of Psalm the book of Job and want to consider one verse in Job 21 in reference to what Job said to, to his quote unquote friends. Job 21 and 34 says, How then can you comfort me with empty words, since falsehood remains in your answers? Job here in the text reveals that empty words will not comfort you. Empty words will not comfort you. To comfort literally means to strengthen completely. So if a person is speaking into your being empty words, or words that have no value, you're not going to be strengthened. You're not going to be built up. You're not going to be edified. You're going to be hurt or destroyed if you allow empty words to become a part of your being. That's the reason it's imperative for us as Christians to never allow somebody that is talking in contrast to the written and revealed will of God to speak into our lives empty words. Again, because empty words will not make a situation better. It will only cause the situation to become worse. And I'm to the point to where it does not matter the relationship I may have with a person. It does not matter if the person is a professional. I refuse to sit and allow somebody to speak into my life empty words. And I pray likewise as a child of God that you will not allow a person to speak into your life words that have no value. Words that have no worth. Words that will only make you worse. But let's take it further. Let's go to the book of Ephesians. And let's consider one verse in chapter 5. The book of Ephesians. And again, we're going to consider Just one verse in chapter 5, that verse being verse 6, Ephesians 5 and 6. Now, this is what the apostle Paul said to the church at Ephesus. And what we as Christians need to adhere to as well. Paul said here in Ephesians 5 and 6, let no one deceive you with empty Words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Empty words are deceptive. But notice, Paul even went so far as to say that that empty words can affect children of God who allow such to become a part of their being. And when we allow someone to deceive us with empty words, the wrath of God comes upon us simply because empty words will cause us to become disobedient or breaking it down, empty words can cause you, child of God, to think, talk, and do in contrast to the written and revealed word of God. God can be telling you one thing, but a person with empty words telling you something else, and so in in spite of what God is revealing, in spite of what he is saying, you make the choice as a free moral agent to follow empty words and then God's wrath comes upon you. And remember, according to the scripture, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of an angry or a living God. The one person I do not want to be upset with me is God. That's the reason, again, I I have to make sure that I'm not around somebody that's talking something that is against, are in conflict with the written and the revealed will of God. And something I say to you often, and, and, and I'm going to say it even now, the safest place to be and the best place to be is in the will of God. And so again, Paul said, let no one deceive you with empty words. I don't need to be to the point to where I am allowing somebody, whether it's a person on television, a person on YouTube, a person on the Internet or or some other place, to pour into me empty words. I care more about myself than to just listen to any old thing. And you should care about yourself to the point to where you never allow a person to pour into your life something that is totally against the will of God. Now, contextually or according to 1 Corinthians 15 and 14, Paul is very clear in the text again he states here if christ is not risen then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty there are people that say christ didn't come to earth people that say john 3 and 16 Is not legit. But what does John 3 and 16 say? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. There are people that say Jesus never came to earth. Never suffered, died, and was buried. And then rose on the third. Sadly, there are people that have heard the gospel of Jesus Christ that testify now that Jesus is not God in flesh, that Jesus is not real. But again, if Jesus did not resurrect, if he did not get up, with all power authority in his hand. We are in a state of emptiness. Our worth is low, a non-existent, especially those of us that testify that if it had not been for Jesus we would still be wrapped up, tied up and tangled up in sin. Especially for those of us that testify that God delivered us when we couldn't help ourselves. We are empty. And we might as well stop saying Jesus is real if he did not get up. I need to stop saying from the pulpit that can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do me like Jesus if he did not get up. But Paul takes it further here in 1 Corinthians 15 and 14. He says, if Christ did not rise, number one, our preaching is empty. Every revelation that God gives his preacher based upon the written word of God is of no value If Christ did not rise. It's no sense in me proclaiming the gospel of the good news. If Christ did not rise. Because if he did not rise. The gospel is false. If the gospel is false. That means Romans 1 and 16 is false. Because Paul said in Romans 1 and 16, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation unto all that believe. But if Christ did not die, And resurrect, that means there is no gospel. There is no salvation. That means we are yet dead in trespasses and sin. And if we are in sin, sin leads to death. For Romans 6 and 23 says the wages of sin is death. If Christ did not rise. I don't even need to be proclaiming what I'm proclaiming right now if Christ did not rise. Again, because the text says our preaching is empty. No sense in me proclamating the truth if Christ did not rise. Because John 8 and 32 in reference to truth is false if our Lord did not rise. For Jesus himself said in John 8 and 32: Empower, you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. That means the truth will create you to be a different person. The truth will fulfill what Paul talked about in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. If anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creature, a creation. Old things have passed. And we can let folks know that we're new. But if he did not rise, we're not new. We're just saying something just to be saying it. We're just talking a good game if Christ did not rise. I still get drunk if Christ did not rise. I'm still a whoremonger if Christ did not rise. And like it or not, you are still jacked up if Christ did not rise. Because if he did not rise, Walker never would have got delivered. You never would have gotten delivered. You never would have been as successful as you are right now if Christ did not rise because it's your testimony and my testimony that if it had not been for Jesus we would still be messed up so our preaching is empty if Christ did not rise but he takes it further in the text and he says that our faith is all so empty our faith has no value if Christ did not rise hebrews 11 And one says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Goes on to say, for by it the elders obtain a good testimony. But if our faith is of no value, the elders didn't obtain a good testimony. If our faith is of no value, it's no sense in us hoping for better days. It's no sense in us looking forward to bigger things because our faith is empty. Faith has no purpose, has no value. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 is false if Christ did not rise. What is it about 2 Corinthians 5 and 7? It says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. I might as well go by what I see. I might as well go by what I feel if Christ did not rise. It's no sense in me depending on God to do what he promised he would do in the scripture if he did not get up. I might as well start living my life based upon what I see. If it don't look good, I might as well just say it ain't good. If it don't feel good, I might as well say it don't feel good if Christ did not rise. Bottom line, I'll go back to being my old miserable self. And you'll go back to being the wretch you used to be. Because before you learn that the just should live by faith, you were known for a living by what you see what you feel or what other folks were saying i might as well forget second corinthians 4 and 18 if my faith is empty because faith says to me the things that i see are experience are just temporary. That's what it says according to 2 Corinthians 4 and 18. But if my faith is empty, things that I see are permanent. That means everything that's happening right now that I don't like, everything that I've been praying about for God to move is not going to be moved because my faith is That means I might as well live whatever lifestyle I choose. Because according to Romans 1 and 17, the just shall live by faith. But if my faith is empty, if my faith is of no value, if if living according to the written and revealed word of God is in vain, I might as well go get me a drink. Go snort me a line of Coke. Or maybe shoot me some heroin. Because my faith, this living according to the word of God, is not legit if Christ did not rise. That means I'm still doing dumb stuff. I'm not really a preacher if Christ didn't rise. Because I became a preacher according to faith. But his faith is empty, I'm just a jack leg. Again, Paul says, if Christ did not rise, our preaching is empty. And our faith is empty. In my conclusion. My preaching is not empty. And your faith is not empty. I can validate according to the scripture. That my preaching is not empty. And your faith is not empty. But more so than that. It can be validated by your own testimony. According to your testimony, according to your lifestyle, you would still be in the hole you were in if Christ hadn't pulled you out of that hole. Nobody has to convince you that the Lord is real. You know he is real because it was Jesus that changed you for the better. That's the reason the book of Revelations tells saints of God that we overcome because of our testimony. It's because of what I know Christ has done for me that that I can testify that he is real. Thank God for the written word, but I know personally that God changed me for the better. Thank God that you study the word, you read the word week in and week out, but you know for yourself, child of God, that Jesus is real. You know that if it had not been for him, you would still be doing that dumb stuff. You would still be doing things that you love to do simply because Christ was not a part of your life. But the only reason you stopped, the only reason you gave up what you enjoy is because Christ presented to you something better. And when Christ dropped in your life better, you hadn't been the same since. That's the reason you know he's real. That's the reason you know he didn't only come to earth, but he suffered. He died. He was buried and he resurrected and he rose with all power and he turned around and he caused that same resurrecting power to affect your life for the better. That's the reason you don't think the way you used to think. You don't talk the way you used to talk. And you don't do things you used to do. That's the reason your own family members are amazed at how far you have come and how much God has blessed you. That's the reason they are amazed because they know when they look at you, they don't see the same person you used to be. And the only reason that is so is because Jesus resurrected. That's the reason despite what you're going through right now, you have to know that if the Lord delivered you from the person you used to be with his resurrecting power, that he's going to do likewise in our day and time. You can never allow yourself to lose focus on what God has said, on what God is saying, and on what God is going to proclaim. You can never allow yourself to get off course knowing that God is our omniscient guide. And according to the book of John 16 and 13, he is going to guide us not just into some truth, but into all. Truth. Don't allow what you feel. Don't allow what you see. Don't allow what you hear to dictate to you what you should or should not do. Because if God raised you up, if God has brought you thus far, He's going to continue. To guide you. He's going to continue. To show you how. To think. Talk. And do. His will. Pray with me. Father in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the word. Thank you Lord for this. Easter Sunday. Thank you for 1 Corinthians 15 and 14. Lord, Paul said, if you did not rise, our preaching is empty and our faith is empty. Lord, when we look at our life, we know you saved us. You delivered us. We know that you changed our life for the better. We know even in the time that we're living in that we are sustained by your grace, sustained by your mercy. We know in the time that we're living in that you are still sovereign. You are still the one we should follow. Despite things that are being said and done, you are still holy. You are still God. I pray on this Resurrection Sunday that your people will reflect on how you raise them up and how you change their life, their circumstances, situations, and And so forth for the better. And Lord, I pray that if any enemy would try to hinder, alter, or stop this from being done, that you would rebuke those enemies for our sake. Lord, we love you. Thank you for getting up. Thank you for coming to earth, suffering, dying, but rising so we could not only have life, but have it more abundantly. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.